Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Tes Zion <clears throat> in Yoma. At the end of yesterday's daf, and by the way, today we'll be, if you have the illustration uh, book, we'll be looking at illustrations 29 through 40. So quite a few there. So try to keep your finger, keep one eye on the Gemara and one eye on these illustrations from number 29 through number 40 today. <clears throat> now, uh, y- yesterday at the end of the daf, uh, of the end of Tesaf and beginning of Tesayin, we had the following question. The Gemara asked a steerer between, contradiction between Tumid and Midos. In Tumid, the Mishnah says there that the Lishchas Atlam, where they kept the lambs that were ready for the carbon Tumid, there were six there all the time, and they took them from there, was in the northwest corner of the Azara, of, of the, yeah, the northwest corner of the, of the uh, Beis Hamokeh. Right, the base of was one was one big chamber. As we said, half of which was in the Azara, half of which was outside the Azara. But in any case, where was the Lishchasatlam? Was it in the northwest corner, as it says in Talmud, or in Nidos? It said it was in the southwest corner. So there's a question: Where was it? So the Gemara now gives an answer on the fifth line of Tesain. The Gemara says, Amrafuna, Okay, you're right. There is a steer, but they're two different shitas, two different rabbis. The Mishnah and Tumid is the Rabbonan, and the Mishnah and Midos is Rabblesser Ben Yaakov. It's not as we see. How do we know that? How do we know the Mishnah in Midos is Rabblesser Ben Yaakov? And again, this Gemara is only really brought down here. It's not really related to the Yom Kippur, but it's related to the idea that when we have a steer between two different Mishnahs and two different Masechlas, we, re- we attribute it to uh, Ashitas Yachib. Ditznan. How do we know that Midos is Rabblesser Ben Yaakov? Ditznan. Ezra Sanashim Haisa Orach Mea Al Rochav The Ezra's Noshim, which was almost like an attachment of the regular Azara, it had the same width as the Azara, but it was a square, it was a perfect square, 135 by 135 almost. Right, it had four four chambers in its four corners. Mahayumashamshos, what what did those four chambers in the Ezra's Noshim what did they serve? What purpose did they serve? Dramas Mizrachah is the southeast, cor- the southeast chamber, Haisa, Lishkas and Azirim. That's where the Nazirim hung out there. Shisham Nazirim, Vashem Hashemim, they would cook their Shlomim. And under the Shlomim pot, Umagalchen Sarim, they would cut their hair off when they were being matar themselves. Umashalchen Tachzudin sent and threw the hair under the pot into the fire there. That was part of their procedure for purifying themselves. That was the southeast corner. Mizrachah is the northeast corner, Haisa, Lishkas, that was the, or the Lishchas Deiratzim, that was the, um, Lishchas was the chamber of wood. What did they do? Because the wood that was used on the Marach, on the wood pile, uh, had to be clean, proper, strong wood with no worms in it. Shisham Kohen Bali Mumma, the Bali Kohenim who had blemishes, who had permanent blemishes, who could not serve the regular Voda in the base of Megdash, they were assigned the task of, <coughs> of deworming the, uh, the wood. There was, they would check for it. Omdumatlian Beitzim. They would make sure there was no uh, worms in the in the wood. I guess if they found one, they could remove it. You call HGH with last puzzle. He says anybody that had one in there, maybe it was man. It was maybe they couldn't. They, maybe they couldn't deworm it. Basically, if they if they found a worm, they would just throw that wood out. They wouldn't use that. They wouldn't use that that wood. So. Any any uh, any wood that had a worm would be possibly used to cannot be used on the maracha. That was in the uh, northeast corner of the uh, of the Ezra's Nashim, That was what that chamber was for. Again, these things are not going to be related. We don't need to know this for now. It's just trying to describe. This is all trying to prove that the author of Midos is Rabbi Yaakov. Tzvanas Moravis, the northwest chamber 
in the in the Ezra's Noshim, Hasilashim That was where the lepers hung out. What did they do there? They pure, there was a mikvah there. They purified themselves on the eighth day, even though they went to the mikvah the day before. That's where they purified themselves before being totally pured with the whole procedure of the dam and the oil on their on their hands and on their ears, etc., on their thumbs and their ears and their toes. So that was the Lishkum the last one, the southwest corner. Amr Blazer Ben Yaakov. Here's where we see that this that Midos we're quoting here. Mishnah Midos was Rabbi Blazer because Rabbi Blazer is quoted here. Amr Blazer Shachachti I forgot what that was used for. Obviously, these time came later on. They weren't at the time base Migdash. He says, "Oh, I forgot what that one. There was, I know there was a south. There was a southwest corner. What was that used for?" So again, if you're looking at the illustrations, this is still we're still on the uh, on uh, number twenty nine. Uh, number 29, which is expanded on the following page, uh, where it shows you it shows you there, and it says here, uh, I forgot that what it was used for, and Abishol uh, uh, chimed in, he says, Abishol says, no, I know what it was used for, that was the place where they kept the wine and the oil, it was called the, uh, the oil chamber, the oil house, and uh, you see that in the, um, in the southwest corner on the diagram, Right, uh, you see that in the southwest corner, in the diagram, either illustration number twenty-nine or on the following page, which would be number fourteen, if you have the books, uh, that's where you have those those four described. Okay, fine. So that's the answer. Yeah, that that's the answer. We have a steer between Tumit and Nidos. Where was the Lishka Satram? Was it in the northwest corner of the base mokade or the southwest corner? Okay, very simple. Midos is Rablazamiaka. How do we know Midos Rablazaka? Because there's a different mission talking about different four chambers, four chambers of the Ezra's Nashim, and there Blazer Yaakov points out something he forgot what it was used for, that southwest corner, and Abishol uh, uh, corrected him or, or filled him in. Okay, now the Gemara says, And it's probable that the Mishnah in Midos, which describes the measurements of the base of Migdash, <clears throat> it's probably, the, it's, it's Mustavra, it's probable that, blessed, that Mishnah goes like a blessing Yaakov. Why? The Tanan, now listen carefully. Now we're really going to talk about the Midos of the Beis Migdash. The rest of the Gemara is really going to deal with what, is the, uh, what are the measurements of the, uh, of the Beis Migdash. It's Tanan. Kolak Som Shayusham. All the walls of the Beis Migdash Shayu Gvoan. They were all tall, very high. Chutz Mikosam except for the eastern wall. Now remember, the eastern wall. When you think, especially those of us who are in Yerushalayim, when you think of the Eastern Wall, we're, lock, we're looking at the wall uh, uh, out towards Harazasim. Harazasim is to the east of the base of Migdash, right? The east of Yerushalayim. Where we have the Kotel now, the Kotel Moravi, is the Western Wall, right? That's really the Western Wall, and that's the Western Wall, really, of the Harabais. But in any case, the directions are there. So he says, oh, now, the, the Kohen who, uh, who performed the Avoda of the uh, Paraduma, he shechted the paraduma, a lazara coin, and he sprinkled it towards looking, when he sprinkled it on Harameshcha, which is Harazesim, he was looking towards the Pesach HaHechel, the opening of the Hechel in the base of Higdash. He had to be able to see that doorway. How could he see the doorway if the walls around the base of Higdash were very high? So he says here, all the walls were high, except for that eastern wall. We're not talking about the eastern wall <clears throat> of the Hechel. We're talking about the eastern wall of Harabayas. Chutzni except for that one. Why? So that the coin standing on Harazesim, when he performed the rites of the Paraduma, would be able to see the 
doorway of the Heichal, all the way through. If the wall was too high, right, if the wall was too high, he wouldn't be able to see it. So that wall was low, so he'd be able to see. Okay, Mizrahi, the Kohen who burnt the part, who, who did the Paraduma rites, Omid Bar Mishri, he would stand on Harazesum, Umiskavan, Varoa, Kenegepe, Pischo, Shalhechal, Bishas, Azasadam. When he sprinkles a dam, he sees, he looks towards the doorway of the Hechal, and he sees it from there. Okay, he sees it from there. Now, <clears throat> according to this Mishnah in Midos, therefore the eastern wall of the base of Migdosh of Harabayas had to be lower. Was it really necessary? Well, we're going to look at the measurements now. Utnan, we also learned over there. All the doorways in there. Now, which doorways are we looking at? I want you to stand on Harazesim, and you're picturing looking inside, uh, looking from east to west. The, the westernmost thing you'll see is the Heichal, behind which is the base Kodshe Kodshim, and we're, we uh, tourists and, and, and you know, your Shalmis, we're standing on the other side of the of Kotal Moravi, looking from the other side. But the Kohen is standing on Harazesim. And when he looks in, he's looking in through the doorway of Harabias, which leads to other doorways, right? Then there's a doorway of, as we'll see, going up to the Ezra's Nashim that we just described before, leading up from there into the Ezra's Yisrael, leading up from there into the Heichal, to the doorway of the Heichal. So, Tanan, all the doorways that were Esramama, they were all Govanas, they were all 20 Amas high, and with a width of 10 Amas, including the doorway of the Heichal. It was 20 Amas high. Okay, now, we're going to try to make a calculation now to show did the, did the, did the eastern wall of the Beis Amigdash really have to be low so that the coin should see? Why couldn't he just see through the doors? All the doors were centered. Everything was centered, and the Harabais was all centered. The, door, the first door, the second door, if the, all the doors were open, the Chari should be able to see all the way through. Why did, he have to have the do- Why did he have to have the wall lower? Just look through the doorways. Open the doors and look right through the doorways. So we'll see why. Utnan. So the doorways were all 20 amas high. Utnan. Lifnimi menu. Inside, once you were inside the doorway of the, of the uh, Harabais, was a soreg. If you're, if you're following the... Uh, the illustrations, the Soreg is, in, uh, is shown in illustration number 31 on page 15, which is really like a fence of latticework. Here, if you're looking at Rashi in the fourth of the wide lines in Rashi, Rashi calls it the lattice, Lamed Tes Shin. Michael, you see that with the abbreviation again? <laughs> we were discussing when to use those quotation marks indicating an abbreviation or indicating, Michael, a foreign word, foreign to the Gemara, like in this case, lattice, or whatever the word is in French, German, or whatever language it was, right? Or, as we said, indicating something to show that it's not a word, <laughs> that it's not a word. That's why we, that's why we show that, uh, I was debating that, when we said Tavshin Payalif, when you use any year, you always, you, you put those, uh, those quotation marks in there, we call them Gershayim, you know, in Hebrew they call it Gershayim, we show, to show that it's not a word. Or to show in this case that it's a foreign word, like Pashtida we had in Psachim, right? Or Pudni, Rashi brings out another word over there. Anyway, so that fence in number 31 was the first fence you came to when you came in, th- when you entered Harabayas. Okay, now, Utnan, we know another mission. This is all to show the measurements, the height. Inside that was the Chel. The Chel was like a little platform or a rampart that went up. Esar Amis, it went in deep, 10 Amis, as we walk in to the base of Migdash, 
going east to west. There were 12 steps there. Here's we come, we're going to talk about height. When you come in through the, uh, in, into Harabayas, right? So the first thing on Harabayas, we said, okay, you're going to come in there, you're going to see this fence, the Sorek. Then you're going to come to the Schel, but there were 12 steps there, how you shum. Each step was a half an arm high in height, the Shulchatzim in a depth of a half an amma. But we're concerned about the height. So right now, if there were 12 steps and we reached a half amma high, how much height have we just reached? Six ammas. In other words, from the bottom, from the time you walked in, you've now, there's an elevation of six ammas if you walked up the steps. Okay. Then you have Tesvav Malus. We always know the famous Shira Malus. There are 15 steps, Olos, Mitocha, from there, from that spot. Hayordus, Mezisrael, Ezra, Snoshim. Now you're in the Ezra, Snoshim, Right, these six steps lead up to the Ezra Nashim. Now, from the Ezra Nashim to the Ezra Shurel, there's 15 more steps. They have the same measurements. Rum malachatzim. Each one is a half an amma high. Veshilchachatzim at a depth of of a half, a half an amma. So now, how much height have we reached? Six ammas plus another seven and a half. Right, 15 steps, a half an amma each. So now we're at a height of 13 and a half ammas. Okay, right. And as from the bottom, we've reached 13 and a half ammas in height. Utsnan ben ulmas beach between the ulam and the mizbeach. We're looking at number 33 now. Uh, <coughs> between the Ulam and the Mizbeach was, tw- was 22 Amas on the ground. There were 12, remember, 12 steps there. We've had this before in Kachim. There were 12 steps there. Again, half Amai, half deep. How many Amas have we reached now? Another 12 is 6 Amas. 12 steps is 6 Amas. Now we're up to 19 and a half Amas. Here's the problem. So if, if all you've reached is 19 and a half amas, why can't the coin? Forget about all, let all the walls be the same height. You don't need the eastern wall lower. Let him look through the doorways. He could still see a half arm. He could see the doorway of the Hechel because all the height you've reached from the ground up, the only height you've reached is 19 and a half amas. You could still see a half an amma there at the top. So look through all the doorways. But here's the problem. Rabbi Blessed Yaakov says, no, besides those 19 and a half amas, Right, leading at, at, from the Ezra Yisroel into the Ezra Kohen there, Ezra Kohanim, so there was a step, the Gavoa Amma, and it was an Amma high, the Ducha there was a platform on there where the Levium stood and sang, and that platform had three more steps, Shalchatsi Chatsi Amma, so that adds on how much? Another two and a half Amma, so it was a step of one Amma, right, Gavoa Amma, and another three more of the small steps. Of one and a half amas, total of two and a half amas. Now we're up to twenty-two amas. Now you can't see in anymore. That's why, according to Blessed and Yaakov, you need the lower, the, you need that eastern wall towards Harazasim to be lower, so that the coin could see over the wall into the Echal. If, but if you only, if you don't hold of these extra steps for the platform for the for the duchen for the levium, then you could look right through the doorway. You, the, the 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 walls could be a hundred amas high, two hundred amas high. You could look right through the doorways. If you say Mishnah and Midas is Rabbi Yaakov, like we wanted to give this answer, very good. So the doorway would be would be covered, meaning would be blocked because there was a height, a ground height of twenty-two amas from the ground up, and you, and you couldn't see it through the doorways. If it goes like the Rabbanan, you could use a half an amma because the height of the grounds as we went through those steps only took up 19 and a half amas. So if the doorways were all 20 amas, you should be able to see through the doorways. Therefore, this proves that Mishnah Midas is Rabbi Lashem Yaakov, and that's a good answer to our question. Question is, in Tumid, the uh, northwest corner was, it says the northwest corner was the Nishchasatwam, and in Midos it said it was the southwest corner. Very simple. That's it. It goes like Professor Miyako. 
Now, we're two lines from the bottom of the Gemara, and in the illustrations, let's see, where are we up to? Uh, yeah, number 34 showed that little platform that, that Rabbi Zerim Yaakov was talking about, right? And, um, yeah, Maishashem, number 34 and number 35. And if you're looking carefully at number 36, he just goes to show you that, that you have the, he just uh, details those amas that we were talking about. You had the 19 and a half plus another one is 20 and a half. And number 37, you see, uh, if, if we, according to the Rabbanan, uh, all you have is 19 and a half. But according to, in number 38, you see, according to Blazim and Yaakov, it's 22 and a half. All this, right? And this is where we're up to now. That's number, we just did number 38. Now we're up to number 39. Ravada by Yaakov in the Gemara. Two lines from Bamrish. Rabbi Yaakov Achara is answering a, a different thing. He says, no, Hamandra Rabbi According to the first Pshat and Rashi here that we're going through the Gemara, he says, no, 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 don't say that the Mishnah Midos is Rabbi Yaakov. Yaakov. It's not necessarily the case. It's my, maybe goes like Rabbi Yudah. The Mishnah Midos says that the eastern wall was lower because the Kohen and Harav Zaysim had to be able to see inside. No, I'll tell you why very simply. It goes like Rabbi Yudah. The time, Rabbi Yudah, Omer, Amizbech, the Mizbech itself, we said the doorways were all uh, centered. What about the Mizbech? We had a Gemara in Kachim, in, in many places we had this discussion, it was in Zvachim, that in Midos, about where was the Mizbech in the, in the, um, in the base Midos. Now, if you're looking at your, in your, um, in the illustration books, at the very beginning of the book, those pages aren't numbered. Go back to the beginning of the book, two, three, four pages in, there's a bird's eye view of the whole base of Midos, including the Ezra's Nashim and the Ezra's Yisrael, and you could see over there that the Mizbeach, it's like right in the middle between the two pages there, where was it? Some sheetas hold that it was on the south, some was on the north, and some say it was not exactly there, and some say it was equidistant. Rabbi Yudah holds that it was, it was right centered. So, say equidistant between the two sides, it was, it was uh, centered. So Rabbi Yudah says, it was centered in the Azara, but only Bamsa was stood in the Azara. How big was the, uh, was the uh, Mizbeach? So we know we discussed it in detail before. The footprint was Shloshim uh, Mishnayim Amos. The footprint of the Mizbeach thirty-two. That means including the Yisod and the Sovet, etc. At the top, it was it was it was small. It was narrower because there were like areas around it, right? The the Yisod stuck out, the Sovet stuck out, the corners stuck out. So the area around the, for the burning, etc., on top was less. But the footprint was thirty-two Amos Hayu. Shloshim Mishnayim Now, how did that thirty-two Amos get divided up? Eser Amos Kenegat Pisol Shalechel. Ten Amos of the Mizbeach, since it was centered, was exactly opposite the wall. Remember, of the 32 Amos footprint, ten Amos out of that was exactly opposite the Heichal, the, heichal, the doorway of the Heichal. So it blocked the Heichal. And this is our issue. How high was the Mizbeach? Well, it was ten Amos high, but that includes the corners. The real, the real spot that it was full was nine. It was nine Amos. Besides the corners, it was nine. So nine plus the 13, even without... We, even without these last 12 steps going up from the Ulam to the Heichal, even without that, it was blocked by the Mizbeach. So you have 13 and a half plus 9 is also 22, uh, 32, is also 22 and a half. Right? It's also 22. So it's blocked by that. So now Ravara Barava apparently is saying, no, 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 there's no proof that this mission in Midos is Rabbi Yosef Yaakov. He's the one who says that you need the eastern wall to be lowered so the coin could see because uh, because the blocking is more than the twenty amos of the doorways. No, it's not blocked by that. Rabbi Yosef Yaakov is talking about the duchan, and that's how you get the twenty-two. And I'll tell you, how you get the twenty-two and a half. You get the twenty-two and a half because the mizbeach is blocking the doorway. Right, the, the, the Mizbech had a footprint of 32 Amos, so if it was centered exactly, 10 Amos out of the 32 blocked the doorway, unless in terms of sight, 
And, and then the other 22 Amis, right? We said 10 out of 32. What were the other 22? Yud Aleph Amis Lodzafim, Yud Aleph Lodzafim. Michael, the Yud Aleph here has got the Gershayim to show that it's not a word, right? Yud Aleph Amis Lodzafim, Yud Aleph Amis Lodzafim, right? 10 and 10, right? And Amis Lodzafim. Nimsa Mizbech Mechuvin Keneged Hechel. So the Mizbech is opposite the Hechel, the coastal and its walls, right? And the walls of the, of the Hechel. So that's what he says. So that's what Ravadavar wants to say. Now the Gemara is saying, though, now listen to this V'i. V'i, we're going to come back to the word V'i at the end of the Da'af. But at this point, it's point we're saying it's like a kasha. It's like, it sounds like it's part of what Ravadavar is saying. But here he's learning it like this. No, can't be. Can't be robust. It can't be that it's Rabbi Why? Midos is Rabbi if, if you're saying the Mishnah Midos is Rabbi Yehuda, and that's how you want to answer and say it's not Rabbi Yaakov, it's Rabbi Yehuda who says that it's blocked by the Mizbech because Mizbech is centered. Mizbech, Mem, Sazar, Mishkachos, is it possible that the Mizbech can actually be in exactly the center of the Azara and that it's centered there? But Tanan, we learned in Midos, I'll show you a Mishnah Midos which proves that the Mizbech was not centered. According to, again, remember I said there's different cheetahs. Where was the Mizbech? Was it centered? We're talking about was it centered on the uh, north to south, right? North to south. It certainly wasn't centered in uh, east to west. But here we're going to talk about what were the Midas, where was everything in the Mizbech? What time we learned the Mizbech? Like, Again, if you look at that diagram at the beginning of the book, you'll see the whole, you know, the whole thing was 187 by 135. 135, the Ezra was a square of 135 that was on like an extension of the Azara. You had the regular Azara was 187 in length by 135 width. And the extension of that was Ezra's Nashim, which was 135 by 135. If you're looking at the other uh, dimensions here, you'll see that in, in illustration number 39 and also... And 39, and the one opposite that on page uh, 19 and page 20, the, this is where we're going to be describing the length and the width of the, of the Azara. So let's look at it carefully. Kol Azara is Arach Meya Vishmanu Vesheva was 187. Al on a width of 100 Meya Vishmanu 135. Mena Mizrach Lamarav, from east to west, that's the long one, that's the long side, that's the length. Mizrach, Meya Vishmanu Vesheva. That was 187. How do you get 187? Makam Drisus Ragle Israel. The first part, when you come in from the Ezra's, if you're coming in from the uh, Ezra's Nashim into the Azara, the first thing you'll hit is the Ezra, what's called Ezra's Israel. That's a very narrow area of 11 Amos, right? It's right inside from you. When you come in from the Ezra's uh, Nashim to Ezra's Israel, the first thing you're going to hit is 11 Amos that Yisraelim are allowed to walk there. Makam Drisus Ragle Israel. That's where Yisraelim can walk. Yudalaf then you have Makam Drisas Ragli Kahanim. Then you have an area called Ezra's Kahanim, which is right after that. That's another 11, Yudalaf Amas. So now we have how much out of the 187? 22, Yudalaf and Yudalaf. Mizbeach Shloshim Bashtayim. Then you have the Mizbeach itself, which was 32. Remember, we said it was a square of 32, the footprint. So 32 and 22 is how much? Rick's sitting shiva. We need his, we need his math over here, right? 22 and 52 is is uh, 22 and 32 is 54. We're up to 54, right? Correct me if I'm wrong here. Beta Ulam Uzbeach. Then we have the area between the Mizbech and the Ulam. Again, you could follow this on those diagram on those illustrations. So 52, we're up to, how much we said? 54. 22 and 32 is 54. Then we have what? Between the Ulam Uzbeach is another 22. That takes us up to 76, right? Right? 54 and 22 is 76. The Hechal is Kufamas. The Hechal itself, 
from the doorway till the back, till the end of the Kachu Kachim is how much is 100? So now we got 176. And then there's 11 Amas behind the, behind the Hecha, behind the Kachu Kachim, that's called the Basic Abaras, between there and the outer wall of the Azara, a total of 187. That's all nice and easy, no, no issues, no discussion there. Now, what, um, now let's talk about from south to north. Here's our issue. That we said, how much is the whole area? That's 135. Okay. Hakevish from Mizbech, Shishim Mishnayim. The ramp leading up to Mizbech and, and the Mizbech are a total of 62. Remember, we had the discussion before. The Mizbech, we said, is 32 by 32. The ramp is also 32, but the two amas two of the ramp over, uh, go over the Mizbech so that the ramp could lead all the way up to the top of the Mizbech, right? And there was another small ramp leading off to the Sobe, but in any case, the, the footprint is 32. Uh, is 62, rather. So out of 135, so far we've got the Kevish and Mizbech. Now, we don't know. We're trying to prove where was this Kevish and Mizbech? Where was it? Uh, the, 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 and when we're talking about the length of the Azaros, that was very clear, 11 and 11, and then exactly where it was. In terms of east to west, we know exactly where the Mizbech was because we know exactly how much distance there was between the Ezra Israel, the Ezra between the Ulam and Mizbech, etc. That was all fixed. But the issue is here, when we're looking from north to south, the width of the Azara. The width of the Azar is 135, but where was the Mizbeach? And there are these different shitas. But we're trying to prove that Midos, the mission in Midos cannot go. Rabbi Yudah says it's, 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 it's centered. No, no, no. Here we're going to prove it's not centered. Why? Because the Kevish Mizbeach alone out of the 135 was 62. Now, remember, out of 30, 135, what would be the halfway mark? The center would be 67 and a half. 67 and a half. And 67 and a half in the north, 67 and a half out of the south. And as if you divided the Mizbeach, I mean, the Azara into two, in, into two going from south to north or north to south, the halfway mark would be 67 and a half So the Kevish Mizbech alone was, had a footprint of 62. Now, from the Mizbech to Tabos, those were the rings that they used for the, um, uh, to put the animals' heads in when they did the Shechita, was eight Amas. Okay? So now we're up to 62 and eight, right? We have 62. Let's leave, let's leave the 62 aside for the moment. Remember that the, that the footprint of the uh, Kevish and the Mizbeach is 62. Let's look at the area between the Mizbeach and, and the um, northern wall. Okay, Number one, you have the area from the Mizbeach to the Tabos, that's eight Amas. Makma Tabos, the area of the Tabos themselves, there were 24 of those rings that they used to uh, hold the animals, they put the animals' head in when they did the Shechita. Makma Tabos, Esrma Arba, that was 24 Amas. 24 and 8 is 32. From the rings to the Shulchanot, to the Shulchanot, the Shulchanot where they, where they processed the, uh, you know, they the, uh, cleaned up the animals and they processed them there after, after Shechita. How much is there? Also 4. So we had 8 and 24 is 32 plus another 4. That's 4 Amis. The Shulchanos Rashi explains themselves because that's the Pesach and the Cheskel, the Gemara doesn't bother telling us that. That was also 4. So we're up to 24, uh, 8 and 24 is 32, plus 4, plus 4, and another 4, so now we're up to 44. Again, 32 plus 4, plus 4, plus 4 is 44, right? What are the nanasin? Those were small butcher blocks. Those, you can see them on the diagram. There's eight of them, butcher blocks, again, that they were used there uh, uh, for with, uh, hooks on there, again, for processing the animals by shechita. Menanenosin, they call nenosin like midgets, like small butcher blocks. Menanenosin, the coastal as a coastal azar, from there to the end of the azar, to the north, a wall of the azar was eight. How much are we up to now? Forty-four and eight is fifty-two. 
right? 52. 52. So you're talking 52, basically open area from the Mizbeach all the way to the wall is at least 52. But wait, there's more than that too. Why? Because we said the Mizbeach and the Kevish was 62. And this is 52. That brings us up to what? Like uh, how much? 62 and 52 is 114, right? The Hamosar, I think I made a mistake here somewhere in the math, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, right? So that's, uh, what did I say? We said we're up to 44 and 8 is 52, right? The Hamosar, the Hamosar, and the, what's left over? That, that's what that takes up, or the area of the Nanosin. That was another uh, 54, right? That was another four, let's say, Makam Nanosin. So that take, that's taken up by the area between the Kevish and the coastal, meaning if you look in the diagram, we didn't, the, the Kevish doesn't go all, all the way to the southern wall. There's an area that's open there. So there's an area that's open there and the place of the Nanusin themselves, which was not described, the area of the Shulchanos was four, but we said from the Shulchanos to the Nanusin was four and the area of the Nanusin themselves. Okay, so all that is divided up. So if you divide it up equally, you'll come out that the area between the Mizbeach and the southern and the northern wall was more than uh, was more than uh, 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 it, it was it was more than halfway. And if you say the Mizbeach, if the Mizbeach was equidistant, uh, equidistant exactly centered, then uh, there couldn't be that much space because the Mizbeach was thirty-two. So half of thirty-two, you'd have to say that the halfway area of the Mizbeach was uh, exactly centered. And centered would be 67 and a half at the 67 and a half hour mark. And if you take away 60, if you say 67 and a half hour is at the halfway mark and take away half of the Mizbech, because you're saying the half of the Mizbech was centered there, it would be 67 and a half less 16 would be 51 and a half. And here you have much more than 51 and a half of an, all this open area because we've already described. What do we say? You have 8 plus 24 is 32 plus 4 plus 4 plus 4 is 44 plus another 8 between there. We're already up to 52. And then you have extra area that wasn't described in detail that was split up 11 and a half, uh, uh, 25. It was a total of a, like 25 that's left over if, or 25 or 21 really because four for the Nanosin. So you have 21. So you have another 10 and a half and 10 and a half at the edges between the, uh, the Kevish and the, and the, and the, and the southern wall and between the end of the Nanosin and the northern wall. So you're way, you're way above 51 and a half. So, and again, so it can't be centered. There's too much open space there. And if you're looking at the illustrations, this is important now. In the illustration book, in the page opposite 18, it's actually page in uh, number 19. Uh, or is it 19? No. Look, at pay, uh, look on page 20, uh, the page opposite 21. It's not numbered. But if you look over there, you'll see the 135 Amis is described. And he says over there that if you look at that uh, diagram, you'll see 8 plus 24 plus 4 plus 4 plus 4. Right, that's that takes us up to forty-four, and then there's eight at the end in the wall there between the wall and the nanosin. So that's what did I say? Forty-four and eight is fifty-two, and then right, then you have to take the extra, uh, the extra twenty-one that would bring you up to hundred thirty-five. Divide that equally ten and a half and ten and a half. It comes out that the area from the mizbeach to the northern wall was sixty-two and a half. If that area was sixty-two and a half, the mizbeach cannot be centered. The only way the Mizbeach would be centered is if the Mizbeach between the Mizbeach and the northern wall was, was, uh, was 51 and a half because the Mizbeach is 32 by 32. So half of it would be 
from the 67 and a half AMA mark, a halfway mark, down to the 51 and a half AMA mark. So according to this sheet and the, the, of Midos, the Mizbeach was basically not centered. So he's saying now, there, you can't say that, oh, the Mishnah Midos, the answer to Ravada Barav wanted to give, oh, the Mishnah Midos goes like Rabbi Yehuda, who says the Mizbeach was centered, and therefore uh, the coin on Harazesim could not see the Heichal. Uh, but here we've just proved that the Mizbeach cannot be centered. The Mishnah Midos says the Mizbeach is not centered. It was further, mostly, to, uh, to, the, no- to the south. It was, it was too much area. It was, it was more in the south than in the north. That's really what this diagram on page number 20 is showing us, that it's, that it's more in the south than in the north. It wasn't centered. So, uh, again, back in the Gemara, three lines from the bottom page, If you're saying the Mishnah in Midos is Rabbi that's your answer, that it wasn't Rabbi Yudah, it was Rabbi The Mishnah goes on Rabbi who says the Mizbech was centered. Rabbi says the Mizbech was centered. But in, in this Mishnah we've just quoted, the Mizbech wasn't centered. The, the, the uh, measurements we just gave proved that the Mizbech was mostly in the south. Most of the Mizbech was in, was in the south. Ella on Yedzayin now, the Gemara on Yedzayin, Ella lav shmamino, Rablazim and Yaakovi shmamino. Therefore, it must be that the Mishnah Taka in Midas is Rablazim Yaakov. Then answers our question. Why do we talk about the northwest corner, or the, or the northeast uh, chamber, northwest uh, ch- chamber, or the southwest chamber where the Mishnah Sotlam? The answer is very simple. Midas is Rablazim and Yaakov is a Shitas Yachet. That's all ending the Gemara. However, we're not done. Why? Because Rashi says, if you take a look at Rashi and Daf Zion Amar Aleph, in the fourth of the wide lines, Rashi gives a different explanation to this Gemara now. Rashi says that back on, on Ravada Barava, when two, line, two lines from the bottom of Tez Zion Amar Aleph and today's Daf, when he said, Hamani Rab Yehuda, he wasn't trying to say the Mishnah Midos was Rab Yehuda, just the opposite. He's trying to say that he's trying to say something else. He's not giving that answer because it, remember, when I said, remember on, on the third line on Ahmed Beis, on Tessayin Ahmed Beis today, and we said the Esau Kedaitach, that's all part of, that's not, the way we explained it, it was a kasha on Ravada Barava. Oh, you want to say the Mishnah in Midas is, is uh, Rabbi Yehuda, who says that, it, that the Mizbech was centered? Uh, it can't be. It can't, if, if you're saying Mishnah's Rabbi Yehuda is centered, but we just proved that it wasn't centered, so it couldn't be Rabbi Yehuda. Couldn't be Rabbi Yehuda. Now we're saying, no, 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 no. It's not a kasha on him. Esau Kedaitach is part of what Ravada was saying. Take a look at Rashi there, what I'm pointing now, and Yudzayin Abadal from the fourth of the wide lines. I'm going to explain it all differently. When he said the Mishnah in Tumid, when he asked the first Kasha back on yesterday's daf, we said the Mishnah Tumid says what? That the Lishchas uh, was in the northwest corner. Ah, the Mishnah in Nido says it was in the southwest corner. He says, no, how many am I seeing the Tumid? We ask and Nidos, it's in the southwest corner, and here you say it's in the northwest corner, right? The Mishnah in Tumid, which argues on the Stam Mishnah in Midos as, as far as where the Lishchas was. That goes Rabbi Yehuda. That mission in Tumid is Rabbi Yehuda. The Shamina lay we heard from Rabbi Yehuda, the Pollock Astam and the Midos, because clearly he argues on the mission in Midos. How do we know the mission of Yehuda? Because Rabbi Yehuda says the Mizbech was centered, right? Centered north to south. And Midas says it wasn't centered, as we've just proved. The Tanya Rabbi Yehuda, Omer Mizbech Mamutza. And the Isak Kedaitach is not a kasha on Ravada Barava. It's part of what Ravada was saying. It makes sense because it says the Isak Kedaitach, right? right? It's the Isak Kedaitach. Ravada was saying, the whole, he's going back to the first kasha. 
the kasha about the steer between Tomid and Midas as to where the, where the Lishka Satlam was. Was it northwest or was it southwest? No, I'll tell you very simple. The Mishnah in Tamid goes like Rabbi Yehuda, who argues with the Mishnah in Midos. How do I know where the Mishnah is? Because the Mishnah Midos says that the Mizbech was mostly in the south, not centered, and Rabbi Yehuda says it was centered. Visach Midos Rabbi Yehuda, Mimishkachsla, Vatna. I'm reading Rashi. Vatna. We say Alma Rubid Mizbech B'Darum Koi. Most of the Mizbech was in the south. Shmamino. Now here's the problem. So according to this Pshato, the top word, the top line on this page on Yitzayim Ralph doesn't make sense. That makes sense. The first way he explained that we're trying to prove that the mission in Midas is Rabbi Yaakov. Now he's not saying that. He's not saying, of course, the mission in, in, in he's not arguing with that. He's giving a different answer to the He's ignoring the whole Rabbi Yaakov Yaakov issue. He's saying the original Kasha is, oh, the mission in Tamid is, um, is Rabbi Yehuda, who doesn't agree with the mission in Midos. So Rashi says, He takes away He takes that out because that's, we're not dealing with We're not trying to prove now whether the Mishnah in Midos goes like Rabbi Yaakov. We're trying to prove that the Mishnah in Tamid goes like Rabbi Yehuda who disagrees with the Stam Mishnah in Midos, whoever the author of that is. We see that the Mishnah in Midos is not Rabbi Yehuda. So therefore what he says is so he takes out, what does he take out? He takes out and, and all he really has is Shmamina. You see from here, Elav, you know, as he just takes, he just has the third and fourth, uh, the, the second and third word on, Yud, on the second line of Yud Zion. He takes out Elav, he takes out the whole first line and the first word of the second line. Elav Shmamina, Zavin Yaakov, he takes that out. All he has is Shmamina. So, therefore, you see that the Mishnah Tumit goes like a So that's a whole different shot in the whole Gemara. The idea is the same. We've proven that uh, Tumit and Midas don't go, don't, aren't alike. Is Tumit and Midas though, not alike the first way because Midas is Rablazer and Yaakov as we proved? Uh, uh, or is this second answer according to Rashi, the answer of Rabbata Barav is, no, not that the Mishnah in Midos is Rabbi Yehuda, but the Mishnah in Tumid is Rabbi Yehuda, who doesn't agree with the Mishnah in Midos. That's how he learns. And tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem, we'll see yet another answer, another answer to this kasha about where was the Lishcha Satlan? Was it the northwest corner, the southwest corner? The answers till now have been, well, we're talking two different cheetahs, right? Either Mishnah Midas is Rabbi Yaakov or the Mishnah in Tumid is, is Rabbi Yehuda. Tomorrow we'll see yet another answer to this question. All right, have a good day, everybody. Beautiful, beautiful.